0: Well, we feel here at Radio Parallax that vocabulary is probably the single most important aspect of education, and we do recommend good dictionaries. The American Heritage is one that we do recommend, along with maybe some good uh, vocabulary cards, uh, like the Viz Ed uh, was a very good one. Uh, joining us now is Senior Editor Stephen R. Kleinedler uh on the staff of the American Heritage Dictionaries, here to talk about the book that they've put out: "100 Words Almost Everyone Confuses and Misuses." Welcome to Radio Parallax, Mr. Klein
1: very much for having me on, and please call me Steve.
0: Steve, let's talk about uh, let's talk about some words. Uh, first of all, how did you get this panel convened?
1: Well, um, the uh what we have is a usage panel that works with the american heritage dictionary every uh about once a year we send these people who are prominent writers and linguists and authors uh it was first assembled in the 60s and we add on people through the years uh, to keep the uh, numbers up and we uh survey them on different areas of usage and we tabulate the results these results are then um crafted into notes which we uh, put into the American Heritage Dictionary. Uh, This little book, uh, 100 Words, Almost Everyone Confuses and Misuses, what we did is we took um, many notes that were written in the book that were, um, that would lend themselves well to this kind of format, kind of informational, um, serious yet fun to read, and we added a few additional ones that uh, we, we, the staff of the American Heritage Dictionary, wrote um, to come up with this uh, handy little pocket-sized book uh, for... Um, and there you go.
0: And it is a handy, handy-sized book. Uh, I'm guessing that when you got together and, and came up with some of the examples that you threw in, I'm guessing that Wherefore was thrown in.
1: That is right. Um, that... Um, <laughs> That, that's one that uh, I came up with and proposed to the staff. Um, it's an uh, issue that's been in the back of my mind for a while, and it's something that I've heard you know, right. commentators and pundits speak to.
0: Right. I, I, I love the fact that everyone thinks that, that Juliet's out on the balcony saying, Wherefore art thou Romeo? And she's asking, Where are you, guy?
1: And of course, that's not the case. She's asking, uh, "Wherefore?" Meaning, why? She's asking, you know, why is he a Romeo? Why is he a Montague? Why does he belong to the family that her family is a sworn enemy of?
0: Excellent. I'm, I'm glad I, that's one. That's a great one to start with. Well, thank you. Um, th- there's one pet peeve of mine. I'd like you to try and clarify to my horror in your book. Um, the issue of Fort versus Forte it seems to be decided. Uh, well, it's not clear based on your panel that there's some, some dissent. But it seems to be that forte is the one that they're suggesting you go with.
1: Yes, uh, forte has... This is, a, this is an example of a word that has slowly shifted over time. Um, language pundits and various critics have tried, I think, in this case, in vain to um, <laughs> stop the spread of the pronunciation forte as opposed to the older pronunciation fort. English being a living language, of course, shifts over time, and this is an example of something that is shifting. Um, it's worth pointing out, and one of the reasons we include it in this book, um, you know, go ahead and use forte, but note that if the audience that you're speaking to uh, is inclined to um, be traditionally minded, they may look askance at you, and so you may choose to wish a different, use a different word altogether.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm upset by this, because when I was a student here at this university years back, my roommate, when I used the word forte, he said fort. And he, I said forte. He goes five bucks. We went to the dictionary, pulled it out, and to my horror, Fort was the preferred pronunciation. So I've won some money on this over the years. Ever since,
1: yeah, it it it's words sometimes um shift and change over time. Patio um was initially pronounced patio. Oh. Um, some you'll still sit, hear some older speakers uh, say it. Uh, another word uh, that I feel uh, you know people go back and forth between status and status uh. Trauma was once universally pronounced trauma. Uh, the drink daiquiri used to be pronounced daiquiri. Wow. Um, so there's a whole the, the, the pronunciations do shift over time.
0: you solved the mystery in my own family for the for that went back to childhood. My grandmother used to pronounce the patio in the backyard the patio.
1: Yes. It, I'll uh, be darned. It that was um, how it was originally brought into English, and it became a. Uh, ever more anglicized as it lost any association from uh, uh, how it entered into the language. I'll be darned.
0: And and we should clarify, there is... Number 51 in your book. There is no such word as irregardless.
1: Well, there is a word, of course. Whether or not it's a legitimate or an accepted word is a uh, different matter entirely. Um, Irregardless is one of those words that has been so hammered away at by uh, language critics, uh, grammar teachers. It's doubtful that it will ever become acceptable because in too many people's mind, it's been drummed into them that it's incorrect. It's worth pointing out, however, that the reason that... um, Language critics look down on it is uh, because of this apparent inconsistency, you've got the less suffix and the ear prefix uh, seemingly um, doing the same thing to the word uh, regard, and therefore the word is viewed as illogical. Um, I should point out, as the note does, that um, English isn't always a completely logical language. And, for example, we, there are perfectly legitimate words that when you think about them seem illogical, you've got the word ravel, which means to take apart by pulling yarn, right. ravel a sweater. The word unravel, un-means not, but unravel means the exact same thing as ravel.
0: Well, speaking of that, number you you spent some time putting number word number 36 and number 48, flammable and inflammable. Oh, yeah. ...are the same thing.
1: That is correct. There, the in of inflammable does not mean not. The in in inflammable is an an intensive prefix. Um, As a result, uh, inflammable means the same thing as flammable, and this is actually, uh, an important word for public safety because uh, right. if you're creating clothing or draperies or whatnot, um, you need to know that if you buy something inflammable, that it's likely <laughs> to burst into flames and that you're not protected. Uh, of course, uh-huh. if you're a manufacturer and you want to point out that your product won't burst into flames, you should use the word non-flammable and people go, uh, well, why does, you know, why, why does inflammable mean that? Well, it's just come down to us from, a uh, Middle English, which came down from Latin, and that's what the word was in Latin. Now, uh,
0: you, you start out in this book early on talking about the word aggravate, mm-hmm. and whether it's okay to use that in the sense of to irritate, and you're, right. your panel voted by a by two-to-one margin yes.
1: Um, yeah, that's another... Uh, aggravate is a uh, word that um, originally was roundly condemned when the extended uh, use... For um, irritation uh, came into being, and over the period of time, I, maybe they're focused more on um, condemning, hopefully, or irregardless, or other words. Um, resistance to aggravate to mean irritate has uh, steadily declined through the years.
0: Yeah, and here's a word I, I was sort of surprised that, uh, and also my um, my sound engineer was surprised that we probably are misusing the word blatant in the sense of flagrant.
1: Yes. That is um I, this is a word pair that many people are surprised to see on the list. Um it is however a word pair that um uh language critics will harp on. Um there is a uh and there's a fairly common use of blatant to mean obvious. Uh and uh that however is um looked down upon by uh many language critics and so it's something to be aware of uh, again some of these issues in here are very cut and dried um, the you know conjugating lie or lay there are you know you've got you've got lay you've got laid there are very definite right or wrong uh, there are many word pairs or word items in here where the uh, condemnation against it is a little more gray. Perhaps the uh, opinion is shifting. Perhaps uh, the opinion against it was never unanimous. Um, blatant and flagrant is definitely a item that falls in that uh, latter category. By no means is it universally condemned, but um, excessively careful people will um, look to that as a sign of whether or not you know what you're talking about and whether you have all your nuances in order.
0: Yeah, if your nuances are correct, you're using blatant only to emphasize that, that it was a failure to conceal the act. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Let's do some pronunciations. English is famous for uh, how, we, how we messed those up. It isn't mischievous; it's mischievous.
1: It's mischievous, and not only is it uh, the mispronunciation of mischievous often leads to the misspelling of that word, Um, but no, the word is uh, correctly pronounced mischievous.
0: And uh, and it's apparent here that this one surprised me. Your very last entry, that uh, zoology is the preferred pronunciation, but zoology is becoming to be accepted.
1: It, it, one reason we put it, well, there's a couple reasons we put it in there. We thought it would be nice to end the book with a Z word, and there aren't <laughs> that many issues. Um, but also, it is a fact that a lot of people aren't aware that um, the original pronunciation, in fact, uh, the preferred pronunciation in the field is zoology, um, not unlike the zo sound of protozoan, for mm-hmm. example.
0: Right. I guess it hadn't occurred to me that most people would be surprised that zoology is correct. But yeah, I guess in the general population, people go to the zoo, so it's zoology.
1: Exactly, and and, and it, it is uh, the the shortening of zoo, which which comes from the phrase uh, the phrase zoological garden. As zoo has become the norm for uh, that place that you go to to see the animals, uh, it, it is undoubtedly the reason why people then extend that zoo sound to zoology.
0: Sure. We're speaking with Steve Kleinedler from the American Heritage Dictionaries, about uh, 100 words almost everyone confuses and misuses, in particular the book out of, uh, that's currently out of that same title. Steve, can we talk about uh, the, uh, the, the bomb among mispronunciations?
1: Nuclear. Yes. Yes, um, that is uh, definitely a a pet peeve of most people who know that the word is properly pronounced nuclear. Um, It is, I should point out that it is not restricted to the current administration. There is evidence (laughs) of previous administrations, both Democratic and Republican, uh, using it, including Eisenhower and Carter. Um, I'm I'm shocked
0: by Carter because he was on a nuclear sub.
1: It is thought that one reason why many it works its way into politics in the political arena is that um nuclear is a common pronunciation or a more common pronunciation within the military. And uh-huh. it's probably precisely because of that. Right. Carter may have used it because that is probably what he heard when he was there. And the reason um, we speculate that the uh, mispronunciation exists is that the uh, with nuclear. There are very few words in English that end with the uh, sound pattern cle-er, whereas there's an abundance of words that end in killer, particular, molecular, ocular, vascular, sure. and so forth. And so um, it's just an example of taking a uh, uncommon uh, sound pattern and regularizing it with what one is familiar with. That doesn't make it right. It yeah. just explains why it happens, perhaps.
0: I think a lot of people got a good laugh out of that jib-jab animation where they... The, car- the carry character says, uh, "You you can't say nuclear. That really scares me."
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, but uh, it, it 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 is a uh, not uncommon mispronunciation, but it is definitely a pr- mispronunciation that uh, most people are aware of.
0: Yeah. Now, here's one that one one reason to get the book that for me anyway, probably from other people as well. You'll you'll learn a lot about the things you were you were misusing. I've been misusing the word peruse. I, I, I did not realize it meant to read thoroughly.
1: Yes, a lot of people think it means to uh, scan over quickly. Uh, in fact, it means to read thoroughly. Um, it's uh, it's that's I, I don't know how that misconception sprung up, but it is a misconception. And so, if you're, it's an interesting word because if you use it publicly in speaking or writing, uh, chances are a good portion of the audience that you're addressing won't. Get what you're trying to convey. Right. Either you're conveying it correctly, and uh, much of the audience will convey it incorrectly, or vice versa. So, um, it, if, if uh, you definitely want to make a very particular point, you might consider using a different word. Um, and it's not just you. Uh, in in my in my years of working here at the American uh, Heritage Dictionary, one word I had been using incorrectly all along until I realized that, that wasn't the case was "reticent." Um, I had used it. Ever since I can remember, to mean reluctant, uh, which right. it uh, uh, it 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 means reluctant to speak. Yes. Um, if if you're, it does not mean, or I mean, it, it's considered an incorrect usage to mean reluctant to act or reluctant to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that was a new one to me when I started here. So we all yeah. learn.
0: So correctly, it says more or less someone shy to to go to speak. Exactly. Yeah. I had a, a long conversation over breakfast recently on this word because it's such a such a deadly one to get right. Um, <laughs> irony. Oh, we-
1: yeah. Um, of course, the famous uh, quote about irony from uh, Reality Bites, uh, Ben Stiller's movie when uh, Winona Ryder's cornered in an elevator uh, with uh, Ann Mira at, who demands that she define irony on the spot. And, <laughs> she's, and uh, Winona Ryder's character is like, well, I don't know how to explain it, but I know it when I see it. Um, and of course, irony was compounded uh, by uh, Alanis Morissette's song, Ironic, which was filled with um, things that were said to be ironic, but very few, if any of them were. Um, and, of course, irony all comes down to context, and you can take a non-ironical statement like, you know, a fly in your Chardonnay or what have you, and concoct a scenario in which that would be ironic, but uh, right. that's not what uh, uh, Ms. Morissette was thinking. Um, irony has... Uh, the, the informal sense of irony, which isn't really irony, is it's often used loosely to mean coincidental or mm-hmm. something along those lines, but that is uh, not what irony is. Uh, what irony, as a rhetorical device, is uh, using uh, words to express something that is different and usually opposite from the word's literal meaning.
0: But if someone and now we all say things like uh, say you bought a car with a, a used car and had a horrible paint job if you if you remark to someone it's got a really nice paint job they'll understand you're being ironic if, you are, if you're realizing that what you're saying is wrong, but what if you don't? what if you think it is a good paint job that everyone thinks is hideous? Is it still an ironic statement
1: Irony is in, in many ways it hinges on the context the, uh, mm-hmm. it goes beyond the semantics of the actual meaning of the word and keys into the context in which it's uttered. So if you're being um, so if it, the scenario you presented where you think it really is a good paint job uh-huh. and you say that's a great paint job that's not being ironic.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. This is a tough one.
1: It is. It is. Um, and you know, it's uh, because it is Is the word is so thrown around um, it's kind of the, how it's perceived is very muddy, but from a rhetorical standpoint, um, it has a very clear and concrete meaning. Um, uh, But it it doesn't mean a coincidence, or it's not something that's, you know, a bummer Ah, too bad.
0: It doesn't mean sarcastic, either. It doesn't
1: mean Although you can use sarcasm and irony together, um, they, in that case, would overlap, but sarcasm in and of itself is not irony.
0: All right, and number word number 93 on your list, a favorite of mine, it's been misused in advertising. Uh something is either unique or it's not.
1: That is what uh language purists would agree to. Um it is definitely something that especially in advertising is used to uh set apart a product from another by claiming that something is more unique than something else. <laughs> the argument, of course, goes, something is either unique or it isn't. There's no right. room for comparison.
0: Like being pregnant.
1: Exactly. You can't be just a little bit pregnant. <laughs> um, the uh, the uh, ad agencies, of course, uh, will are, are, are famous for um, coming up with items that uh, don't necessarily work grammatically. Um, you know, the soup that eats like a meal, for example. But you know what? They by doing that, you remember them. And, you know, that ad campaign probably came out three decades ago, and there I just spouted their jingle, uh, whoever came up with it. So um, it, it isn't surprising that uh, the, this would come from the world of advertising. Now, other people say, okay, you know what, we un- we get the fact that unique is an absolute, but, you know, you can talk about the qualities that make something unique, and the, there are arguments to be made that, Although logically, you can't something that's absolute can't be more absolute than something else. Um, it's a uh, it, it it it's kind of loosely used as a synonym for amazing or extraordinary. Um, and in that regard, you could tack on more or totally or you know what have you.
0: I'm I'm stick I'm sticking with it. Either you are, or you aren't. <laughs> Speaking about ways to really go wrong, if you use the word penultimate when you mean last, you, you're go- you've gone wrong.
1: That is so much my pet peeve. Uh, penultimate... Um People who think that this means better than ultimate or greater than ultimate, um, well, they're wrong. Uh, pen is from a Latin word uh, meaning almost, and penultimate, of course, it means next to last. You talk about penultimate uh, syllable stress. Um, I suppose you could refer to a the penultimate runner who came in second place. Um, at any rate, penultimate means second to last, and that's something you'll also hear um, in marketing pitches, you know, talking about the penultimate product. Yeah. I, I'm always thinking to myself, well, why not offer the best? <laughs> and a uh, similar pet peeve is uh, the use of the word literally to mean figuratively. Um, the uh, I was going
0: to ask you about that. How did it come about that we, we used it in the wrong sense?
1: It just happened. I mean, I, it, it, it just goes back quite a way. Um, David Cross, uh, in one of his stand-up routines, does a brilliant uh, piece about... Uh, people who use literally to mean figuratively. And it it, it gets so much use that way. We even define literally as figuratively. Of course, you know, we mark it as a usage problem and discuss, you know, why this is a problem. But usually when people say literally, they really mean figuratively. Um, So if you're saying, you know, he was so mad his head literally exploded. Well, no, (laughs) it didn't. Um, Yet, it's an an extremely uh, common thing to do. And uh, in casual conversation, I'm sure we've all heard it before but um, nonetheless it's definitely worth pointing out
0: yeah comedian Al Franken pointed out when his case on fair and balanced being uh, being tossed out of court he said uh, when people say something was uh, literally laughed out of court they usually mean it was figuratively laughed out of court in this case it was literally laughed out of court
1: so it's uh, it's, it's, it's it's an interesting word in that it, it, it just has when you when you think something literal meaning you' know by the word, you know, verbatim, and it has come to be used to to mean something completely opposite. That's, you know, just the beauty of the changing of language over time.
0: Well, Steve, unfortunately we're out of time, I've enjoyed this immensely. Is there one final word you want to toss out, another pet peeve you may want to clarify for the audience?
1: Um... I we've hit most. I mean, my two big pet peeves uh, have been penultimate and uh, literally. I have to say, um, I'm I'm pretty laid back when it comes to language. My job as a dictionary editor is to catalog how people speak and then to provide um, rules for people who want to know how to speak precisely. So I just I you know I get a kick out of listening to people on the street or in the elevator or on the subway. And uh, so when you're out talking in public, just Be aware that a uh, linguist might be listening to you and taking down notes.
0: (laughs) Well, we thank you for speaking with us. The book, once again, is 100 Words Almost Everyone Confuses and Misuses. Uh, Thank you, Stephen Kleinelder.
1: Well, thank you very much for your time.
0: All righty. Bye. Bye-bye.
1: And that is it for Radio Parallax this week.
0: Douglas Everett will be back next week. Special thanks to Sarah Lynn. I'm Stephen Valentino. We will see you around.